Hello, nerds. Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show that is based on a comic book or a comic book property. What's the difference between those, you ask? We all know. I don't need to explain. <laughs> With me, as always, is Ryan. Hi. And Greg. Why do you even ask such a stupid question? Putative I, listener. Yeah. Stu, I thought you were directing that at me, and I was a little hurt. No. Greg never takes that tone I at would me. never. If I, he even attempted to take that tone at you yeah. and not the listener, he would throw up all over <laughs> I would, Dude, I would cry. Cry Remember, throw up. There was like two episodes where I was mean to you as a yeah. bit, and it still haunts me. It's, I think about that yeah, every that was night. a year ago. Yeah, yeah that was rough. That was rough times. Also with me is Mike. I think most of what we watch these days is actually based more on a comic book property than comic books. Yeah, very few of the things that we watch are like directly pulling things from the comic yeah, books. Yeah, if you're based on th- 35 decades of comic books, it's a comic book property. Yeah, comic book <laughs> property. <laughs> We like to talk about all those things. I think I prefer the comic book properties better than the comic books. Well, we're the honest. comic book property brothers. I fucking hate. Uh, why I, do I? Why do I'm I the handsome one? Why do I? <laughs> I thought they were both fat and obnoxious, but it turns out they're just like two normal handsome. No, dudes. they're I slender dudes. Yeah. I don't know anything about the property brothers. What do they look like? They are, they are twins. Are they fuckable? They. You know what? It's like at first glance, you're like, oh, here's a couple hot guys, but then you look at them and you're like, no, it's like they've got the elements yeah. of hotness. They're like thin. They're, they're bot hot. They're like every Republican that like wears a suit. Oh yeah. yeah, they definitely look like some sort of Romney. Also, yeah. they put off like a strong and maybe this is just me, maybe it's just current political culture, but they put off like a really strong twincest vibe. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, definitely yeah. like seem like a like a couple. But I think I think I've I've talked about this before, but I used to work with a set of twins that gave off that very same vibe. Yeah. And I later found out that they were cocaine dealers. So everything <laughs> checks out. But like not in like they're in love. Like I don't think they're having romantic yeah. sex. It's just be like, yeah. I'm bored. You're bored. I don't want to jerk myself off. What if we just it's slightly this to different. each other real quick? Yeah. yeah, it's it's that same thing of like when people tell you if you came, like went through a portal and came back in time, or like you jumped into another dimension. Like, would you have sex with yourself? A hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. I gotta know. <laughs> like, I gotta How know, good am I? I gotta know <laughs> what that guy slash me is laying down in the brothers bracket. How far are they gonna get? Are they going to get out of the first round? No. 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 Mar- up against Mario in the first round, they get destroyed. Yeah. yeah Wait, you sure. mean Mario and Luigi Mario? Yeah. yeah. The Mario Brothers. <laughs> well, because, yeah, because there's Mario and Luigi, and then they have to go up against Wario and Waluigi, and we all know Waluigi is like 100% sex. He is like Jeff Goldblum on steroids. What about the Parker Brothers? Could they beat the Parker Brothers? No. Ah. No way. Well, I guess it depends on who Maybe. the judges are. If you get some fucking young Gen Z kids in here, for sure. They invented Monopoly? Yeah, yeah. dude. And so that's a, I mean, that's a lot that's of like real estate talk going They're on. They're going to have the strategy all right. down. They take it all down together. Have the, the Fairley brothers? The Wright brothers? Yeah. Because yeah. one of the Fairley brothers didn't even direct Green Book. So they're out. They're going to get fucked. But he's he's coming out with a greener book next year. <laughs> that son of a bitch. <laughs> the extra long, unedited yeah. version. The fuck you, Peter version. <laughs> it's like a, what was it, like Blue Ruin book or whatever, the sequel. That was like a green room to Blue whatever, that director. We all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, dude, we are all on the same page. I like digging holes. That's what's good about. Yeah. If there's one thing people know about me, it's that I love holes of all kinds. And yeah. I like digging them. <laughs> I mean, you got Shia LaBeouf. You got Sigourney yeah. Weaver. Oh, man. That was a good movie. That has a star-studded cast. Star-studded. We don't talk enough about how like good that cast And was it like, who was the, the, the Zeroni kid 
Like he was someone super famous later as well. Yeah. I can't remember. Pizza Zeroni. Yeah, Pizza Zeroni. Pizza Zeroni was yeah. so. He good invented the Zamboni. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't. He was like humble. Oh, he didn't want to name it after himself. I'm sorry. His first name isn't Pete. It's Pizza. <laughs> pizza. pizza Zeroni. Pizza Zeroni. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Have you seen the porn parody for Holes? <laughs> no. Well, I have seen uh, the Hole, which is a porn parody of The Ring. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I have not seen the porn parody of Holes. What's that? What's that one's called? It's all holes filled. <laughs> is that real? That's you? a real thing. Oh man, I want to watch this. Not because I know that it's a real thing. Yeah. Like because I've heard of it, but because I know it's a real thing because it just has to be. Yeah, it has to be. There's a million hours of porn made every hour, so they've hit <laughs> all eventualities. Yeah. Have you guys seen the Bob's Burgers porn? No, that would be very triggering for me, and I would it's, not like. It's that. well yeah. done. It's well. It's, it's well. well it's well produced. Is it funny. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. Do they have original songs? But like, <laughs> do, <laughs> they have three have underage children. Do they all fuck in the porn? They're all. I think of age. I think at some point they say, "Hey, I'm 18 now." <laughs> <laughs> and then they fuck. It's, it's a good like, time for everyone. So does the mom. I'm also 18. Now. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, I'm Bob and I'm 18. We had kids very young. <laughs> and I'm going to fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to fuck them. I do want to see the hate fuck between Jimmy Pesto and Bob. That'd be fun. Oh, man. And can you imagine? Because all porn parody titles are just, you know, like uh, puns, but they have that chalkboard in the back yeah. of the restaurant. So I bet those are wonderful. Like Dick and Burger Burgers. <laughs> for Burger. <laughs> You know what else is a good burger? Runaways. In between the buns that is the rest of the show. We're going to get to that. But before that, the super serious shishy bullpen bun. Shia, Shia in the buff. That's what his <laughs> name would be. <laughs> ah, okay. Now we're here in the super serious shishy bullpen. This is the part of the show where we have a little fun with some seggies. That's short for segments. I'm trying <laughs> it out. I think it's fun. We're going to use that from now on. But this week, our seggy is we are counting down. One. Oh, good one. You don't okay, he has experience doing yeah. this. That's Did you tell him fair. that we're doing this ahead of time? Well, he started at one. Yeah, so so like, that's the end of the countdown. <laughs> no, he doesn't know One do half. <laughs> <laughs> we are counting down the top Arrowverse deaths based on the uh, essay or article posted by us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was a peer-reviewed journal article. It was a journal article from CBR.com uh, where they counted down the top ten biggest Arrowverse deaths to date. And we're going to start from number one, and we're going to go down, and we're going to see, is did they get it right? And we're going to see, you know, when we go to number two, is this better than the number one that they had listed? And so on. So here we go. Kicking it off, Martin Stein. Dayo himself. Dayo. Okay, so, okay, Arrowverse, everybody in the whole verse. I thought yeah. it was just going to be the show Arrow, which I've seen like two episodes. <laughs> this is... What makes it the verse? Yes. Yeah, the but verse. not Black Lightning, right? No, it no, is not. and Black not Lightning. Riverdale. That's why it's not the Berlanti. But how verse. about how about Supergirl? Is that in the era? I think that counts. It as is now. Yeah. What uh, about the mid '80s movie Terms of Endearment with Deborah Wing? Oh no, that's connected. Yes. That is. Yeah. Uh, okay. that's th- this he died in uh, Crisis on Earth X. Yeah. Uh, it was. I mean, you're d- juggling thirty characters and still emotionally hits because he's like, I don't have powers. I'm just an old man and I still have to go fight Nazis. I have to say, I thought this particular death was one of those where like he was destined to die in this episode, yeah. and it was sad. Dial. But <laughs> and it was sad. But they like couldn't find a good reason for him to be dead. So he's like, I'm just gonna walk out into the middle of the floor and get shot. And they were like, No, don't. Why would you do that? And he's like, No, I'm gonna check moral it out. high ground, yeah. bitches. <laughs> Best thing too is that it was it was a very affecting death. Like it was sad. Uh, but then also, how much do we have to ignore the fact that 
we had heard for months before that Martin Stein is right. done with the show and doesn't want to be on it anymore. Well, that really, yeah. that I mean, that attenuates it, right? Like that, it doesn't have the same impact. And then when they don't find like a creative way for him to. Is, cash out. Is it their fault we live on the internet, though? Like, yeah. we don't have to look up that's, every I don't think there's just, anybody who watches Arrowverse shows and doesn't all, also know yeah. this shit, you know? that's. But just based on the show, I thought that was a very moving and affecting uh, death, and I, it'll be hard to beat for me. It was a sad day. Moving on, the next oh. one, Laurel Lance. How did she die? I don't even remember. She's been back for so long that yeah. okay, she had did a... Did she get speared she by a like knight? season she four of Arrow. had a statue built based on her. <laughs> <laughs> and Wait, died making it? Yeah, she... This is not the captain. This is not Sarah Lance. No, no this, this is, is her sister. Her sister, who's back now as evil Laurel. Yeah. Who is now back to good Laurel. Who's now good again. But is still more interesting than old-ass boring Laurel. Uh, she tried to be a superhero because everybody, all her friends were superheroes, and they all said, you're not good at this. And then she died, and she, they went, she was the best of us. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember it being... I, I, I did not like her take on that character until she came back as evil Laurel. So I, I not affected at all. I yeah. agree. I, maybe this is so high on the list because of how many Arrowverse in general episodes she had uh-huh. on her resume. Yeah. You know, it's like she'd been there since day one and she's been in all of these different shows, but nobody was like, yeah, nobody was a Laurel Lance fan until they killed her. Yeah. yeah. And now it's been a long time since she even died. Mm-hmm. And she's also back and living again yeah and like and not evil anymore Earth like two yeah. yeah i have to say i think there's probably gonna be like i'm so i bet number three is gonna be more impactful than number two if yeah. you've already come back it kind of yeah. makes your death All less right. so moving it on you uh, hear that comic books yeah because laurel lance <laughs> isn't gonna move up uh henry allen barry allen's dad this okay this is a big one i think it changed the whole universe of that show, right? Because he went back to try to stop it and died a hero, mm-hmm. got out of jail. This is the like this is the thing with all of them is that oh fuck now you're out of jail now we have to write a character for you oh no we don't and then just kill them <laughs> yeah. just dead. But yeah, I remember being pretty emotionally affecting. And also, I like I think it's really hard. I don't think any of us know this yet, but it's hard to lose your second parent. Uh-huh. You've got no more parents left, so he had the one for a long time, and now both of his parents are dead. So I guess that's a pretty big deal. Oh, you're not like, oh, sweet, those Sunday phone calls are dust. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So do we think that's moving up past Laurel Lance? I would say so. I I would would say that's number one. Yeah, for emotion, emotionality. So we're moving up Henry Allen to number one. Congratulations. Next is Captain Cold. Oh, okay. Leo Snart. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he he was at the whatever glow box that was going to kill the Earth. And Mick was like, I'll do it. And he punched him in the head and went, no. I'll mm, no. no. That's no way I'm going to let you do that. that Bruce Willis Armageddon. Yeah. Though. yeah. Somebody else is going to sacrifice himself. And you go, nope, <laughs> this is mine. And then you immediately say, well, fuck. Uh, <laughs> that was stupid. I hope there's a good version of me that comes back on the show. This is another one that we knew about for a long time. Yeah. But uh, I love Captain Cold so much. It still hit me. And yeah, arced like a motherfucker throughout it. So yeah, I think this is the new number one. And he is the brother of Chili Willy. <laughs> frozen through and through, Who I right? remember was frozen through and through. Yes. <laughs> All right, so are we moving Captain Cold up to number one? Is that a consensus? Yes. I, I think so, yeah. All right, well, he's moving up to number one. Next up is Quentin Lance. Moving up to number one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Quentin Lance is... Another turned, one of these Lances? Another, yes, the, the, the Lances ha- have not had good luck. Happy Lance. Yeah, this whole family is dust. <laughs> Uh, Taylor, if you could do me a favor real quick and don't interrupt Mike when he's in a full pop, 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 pop <laughs> mode. Like, just let him, let's see how long that goes. Paparazzi. <laughs> yeah, he was one of the best parts of the show at this point. This British guy who doesn't know how Americans talk, so it's just like a gruff Sam Spade detective voice. And in the uh, Nick Blood camp, 
Uh-huh. His character name is Quentin Lance. I uh-huh. guess that's cool, but his real name is Paul Blackthorne. <laughs> yeah. What? Go with the your real actual name. actual evil villain of the whole Arrowverse. <laughs> I would put him to solid number two. I Okay. I, I would say number one, but... But whatever. I talked first. You talked first, and you said pup a okay, lot. Okay, so he is uh, above Henry Allen? Yeah. All right. So now we're going to move on to Rip Hunter. Is Can we drop him lower? Yeah. Is, okay, so <laughs> Who he's... Who gives a shit? He's, he's low down on the list. This was straight up house cleaning, right? Like, all right, we've tried three different things. Yeah. This is not going to work. You've your character but, every season. Fuck off. But but he's Rory from, from Doctor Who, right, guys? Yeah, and he's the priest in... Fucking Broadchurch, yeah. and so he can he's, act good. But he's, he's good at everything except yeah. Legends of Tomorrow. Is he also Rory from Gilmore Girls? Yes, yeah, and yeah. that's probably I did like his that banter. <laughs> so uh, it, I think, it, or we all agreed, he's bottom. He's yeah. number ten. That's sad. Usually, when you die, people like venerate you. Not like ah, oh, good. I'm glad that guy's <laughs> dead. Like, thank God. Uh, Mora Queen is next. See, this is before my time, so I don't even know how it was surprising. And brutal. Like, maybe I didn't know the actress's name, so I didn't know this was coming, but it was just like, surely they went, oh my God. <laughs> and this was uh, Arrow's mom. mom. Okay. Arrow's mom, yeah. Slash wife? No, <laughs> not yet. And my fanfic, though, it will be. Um, and this is another case of dad dies in the first episode, uh-huh. and then she dies, what, like, end of season one? And, oh, no. and, and it, it was so complicated because she turned out to be a big villain, and so he was like, fuck you. And then she was like, Try to do good at the last second and then died. Uh, worked really well. I would put her above. I don't even know the list anymore. I'd put her under Henry Allen. Okay. These arrows have gotten very confusing. Yeah, yeah. watch the show. It's a whole arrow. <laughs> it's a whole verse. All right. Next up is Ronnie Raymond. Okay. I know we said nobody could go below Rip. Is that Firestorm? Yeah, Firestorm. Yes, one. It was the original original Firestorm. Stephen Amell's but how many cousin brother? How, uh, all we had was like a couple episodes, right? And then it was just dealing with Caitlyn's sadness. She made it yeah. seem like it was very sad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think, is he below Rip Hunter? I legit would put it below Rip Hunter because yeah. only when she got over it, you're like, oh man, Panda Baker can be fun on this show when she's not crying about her stupid husband. And, but she would have that feeling of like, she'd be laughing or having mm-hmm. a drink and then she'd be like, oh wait, I'm so sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, next up is Malcolm Merlin. Old John Barrowman himself. Oh, I okay. I never watched the show when this guy was on it, but he would he showed up briefly in the Crisis and in Infinite Earths, mm-hmm. right? You remember, it was one of those things where they shot him. Like you're supposed to know who he is, mm-hmm. and I was like, who the heck is this? <laughs> I don't know who this guy is. Just going based on names, Merlin, mm-hmm. pretty cool. <laughs> I think I, he he definitely goes above Rip Hunter. Goes right? yeah, Rip. Hunter. I put him above Laurel. Because he's fun to watch. I guess the big one with this is uh, a lot of these people, I think and hope, will stay dead. But with Malcolm Merlin, like, aren't they just going to pull him back whenever they want? Yeah, and I think they have. I, I mean, they've got a multiverse. So it yeah. seems like any old time they want, they can just have these dudes pop right back in. And time travel. Yeah. yeah. And Flash makes a big deal about that, but nobody else does. Yeah. Yeah, and you then know, he doesn't. Shouldn't the Legends of Tomorrow be constantly like going Haunted to by fuck those up what... Yeah. Barry Allen does. Yeah, their last episode is just all shooting Barry in the back of the head. Stop. Stop doing this. <laughs> hey, fuck you. All right. Your final one on this list, and we're going to see how the list shakes out after this, is Damien Dark. Oh, dude. This one's pretty high for me, I have to say, because uh, when he was on the show regularly, 
I'd never got that into him, but his last like two episodes and the episode where he died, he like hit it out of the park and he yeah. finally locked into like the quality of the show and the feel of the show. And then it was like he found it just in time to die. And for me, that made it like impactful. I'd put him like top three. And he's Mr. Return of the Mac. Yes, <laughs> like, exactly. You can't, you can't. Let us not forget. <laughs> He's uh, Mr. Return of the Mac. But he was a uh he was like a season long arrow villain, mm-hmm. right? That went to Legends. Right. Yeah. And he just fit so much better on Legends. Yeah. So like, much better. Then the uh, like Arrow works in such a way where like the scenery chewing, we're not sure if it's on purpose or good. Uh-huh. But once he got to Legends, it was great. Like yes. he fit in perfectly. Uh so yeah, I would say that was a big deal. So where do we want to put this? I would say four. Four four or five sounds good to me. Yeah, that okay. sounds good. That's 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 good. I'm good with four or five. That's good. Good good five. Four. I think Taylor's good for five four three two <laughs> one. Now we'll figure out what the final order is. Easy peasy, Ryan. Just read them yeah, off real Ryan, quick. Just read them for us. All right. Your number one is Captain Cold. Your number two is Quentin Lance. Lane. <laughs> Lance. Your number three is Peyton Manning. He's going to move back, <laughs> and then he's going to pass out to Henry Allen again, who's going to die, and that is our list. Wow. Congratulations. CBR did an okay job. Yeah, good job. Congratulations to all these dead folks. <laughs> yeah, you, you died real good. Now, talking about some other people who may or may not have died real good, depending on if the show gets picked up, the season finale of Runaways. And we're back with the Pop Filter Sports March Madness wrap-up session, wrap-up preview. This is where we're wrapping up our preview. We're wrapping up the preview. Be to come. Uh, Mike, we don't know what podcast you're listening to this on. It could be Superhero. could be uh, a different one of ours. It could be Serial. We don't Ryan, know. Ryan, could be Serial, where we rank every single Serial out there, starting from the bottom shelf, working our way up. What's at the, is the bottom the healthy? Or is the bottom no, the bottom's like the bags. Like the, oh, these the are bag. Rice crispy. Do you remember the first time your family came home with bag cereal and you knew that? I went like, there's more of it. And then I ate it when, oh. But it also meant that your dad lost his job. Oh. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, let's go through the shows real quick because we don't know which one this is. What comes out Monday? Monday, you do have movie of the year. Should I talk about what's on this week? No, don't do okay. that. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that scares me. Panicked in your eyes. Uh, movie of the year where we do pick a year. And then throw in the best movies of that year and make them fight each other. Exactly. And that's also when our other sideshow comes out. Uh, Solomon Grundy, which is recorded on a Monday, mm-hmm. comes out on a Tuesday. Edited on a Wednesday. We yeah. do the post-edit. Uh, what comes out Tuesday, actually? Coming out Tuesday, the first Tuesday of every month, is Taylor Talking Taylor, where our pal Taylor talks about himself. And then Thursdays, oh, a very special show. A very special show where I, I think we, we just stop fucking around. Uh-huh. Stop pulling everybody's puds, and you and me just really dig into the OC. We talk about the fake Laguna Hills. Mm-hmm. It's called the OC. And then on Fridays, of course. The Power Hour. The Superhero Hour Hour. Everybody's favorite show. That's our favorite show. Yeah, for sure. It's the it's the, the flagship. Mm-hmm. The ship that all the flags get shipped on. If you want to be on any of those shows, make sure that you are emailing us. If you have any comments or questions, contact at yourpotfilter.com or... Call our robot associate at one five six two D R D J P O P. That's one five six two Doctor D J Pop. And then, like, bring the rear that I think is climbing up the March Madness bracket. Oh yeah, social media the is all the, the rage. Right. And I mean, is it going to be Twitter at your pop filter? Everybody's loved it for a long time. What kind of dogs are they talking about? What other animals do they talk about in there? Mike, it can't be Twitter 
because something else is coming hot oh. and fast, and it's going to win March Madness the Sports Commercial Bracket. New kid on the block straight out of college at your pop filter on Instagram. Instagram. What? Instagram. They're here to stay. And, Mike, this is not our Finsta. This is our legit Insta. I don't know what those means, but I'm pretty sure this is real. You won't find anything too true on this, which a fake Instagram is where you put your real life. I don't get the kids these days. So just to recap, uh, we have shows and then contacts and social media. Yeah. And they're all going to win March Madness Sports Tourney Bracket. March Madness, last word. Last word. Last word. On the season two and possibly series finale of Runaways, Carolina's betrothed delivers a story of who the Gaborim are in storybook exposition. And Chase informs the teens that their parents have deadly weapons coming after them, which they discover themselves when the deadly weapons come after them. <laughs> when it all shakes out, Alex's parents are arrested, Gert and her dad are on a road trip, and three of the runaways are trapped in a tank by the alien body parents. Taste Buds, I ask you this. How upset would you be if this was the series finale of the show? And are we just asking this question because we're not sure if it's picked up? We're not sure if it's picked up yet. I would. There's no reason to think it won't be, except for the whole the th- Marvel Disney. Disney thing. owns yeah. Hulu, though. Right. So I would. I would bet all of my money, all sixty-seven dollars that I have saved up, <laughs> that uh, it is coming back. And that means more than the rest of us. If we bet sixty-seven dollars, that means nothing because we have so many sixties of sevens of dollars. The, it, yeah, I easily have seventy-seven dollars. Woo, braggart! <laughs> I've I've got at least. $68. And the sure. run this is two seasons now where the runaways roll in such a fashion where like you have to. Like yeah. we're not going to close up any season yeah. ever. You have to pick us up or our legions of fans, I don't know what that is, will be furious. And they will send stuff. Isn't that what fans so do? Like send they're going to mail you things. Bags of dog poop. Uh, you make a good the point. The US that, Postal Service. Like Hulu probably will pick it back up. But I don't know how Hulu does these renewals, but usually like Netflix does stuff like within like a month of releasing a, a show, they'll be like, yeah, it's renewed for the next season. And like they just look at the numbers and are like, yeah, we're good. This one, we haven't heard anything. And it's been, what, 13 weeks? Well, I mean, was Hulu waiting? Like, we'll see how the superhero hour hour feels about the finale <laughs> and then we'll pick it up. Possibly. But I mean, this is a show that like, whereas the Netflix shows, I at least hear people talk about. I I never hear anyone talk about Runaways. Netflix is like a ska band with all their picking up, picking up, picking up. I swear to God, <laughs> I I S to G. <laughs> oh, no, don't S to G. <laughs> when it first came out, I heard chatter mm-hmm. about it, but that lasted like three episodes, which was like the same amount of time that we were enthusiastic about the show. Uh, but yeah, like it came back for this season, and nobody I think gave a shit. It's so it's there's too much too much tent. There's too yeah. much, and nobody's talking about nothing anymore. <laughs> They're just talking about their Tinders and their Bumbles and putting P's and V's. I think like a fair. good documentary still gets the people yeah, fired which is up. Weird. Like yeah. that Theranos documentary, the Fire Festival documentary. I still haven't seen the Theranos documentary. Is it good? Is I haven't either. But every let's watch that instead. Of everybody Runaways. on my Twitter feed has. It is all anybody can talk about. It's it's interesting, but I I'm surprised it has the cultural impact it does. I think we're really into charlatans now mm-hmm. because. Oh, yeah. Because we're president. forced to look at one every day. Yes. I think the society of <laughs> hey. five years ago even would beat the shit out of the society now and how into documentaries everybody is. <laughs> I really liked this episode. I liked this whole season. I, Fuck Theranos. I don't want to talk about that. I want to yeah. talk about <laughs> Runaways. I liked this episode. It was fun and engaging. I haven't checked in with the season since the last time we did it as a main segment. Mm-hmm. So pretty much everything has changed since then. Like 
Well, it, everything changed, and then nothing changed. It felt like just like were, life, man. Yeah, they were like, we got rid of Jonah. Like he's not a problem anymore. But like they're still at odds with their parents, and their parents are still doing shady, well, bad shit. What I love, Chase is like. One, he's like, the other kids won't come back, and he's trying to come back to help them. And the parents are like, if you don't bring them back peacefully, we'll go to war. And Tina's like, you know what happens in war. That's not a good argument for why the kids should fucking come back. (laughs) You know what happens in war? War crimes. (laughs) One thing that's kind of cool is it's not totally clear. There's a missing alien, Uh and it's not clear... One of the teens might be is yeah potentially is one of like the, the lost members of this like ro- alien royal family. Mm-hmm. That that's compelling. Yeah, I think when they announce who it is, like when the show shows who it is, if they ever do, I don't think it's going to hold up to scrutiny. I don't. I didn't feel like a lot of this season was made. It's going right. to be a gossip girl scenario. What if it's old yeah. lace? <laughs> oh shit. And that's why she's that, just out of the show. That's, that's why she just loves cake now. I think that that's the only way that that will be pulled off and everyone won't go, that's stupid. But they can't do that because all you could do with Old Lace now is be like, oh, Old Lace fell and so <laughs> she has to stay back in the van where we can't see her. Yep. Because Tina, Stacy, and Victor all acted very out of character because they were obvious, alien possessed. Yeah. And, and so now, yeah. The only one... The baby. The only one even sort of uh, acting out of character is Nico, but that's because she's got the weird eye staff thing. Yeah. It was the scenes between the, the time she weird eye staffed again the staff infection, and uh, then the next scene was them being like, and we're missing somebody. So it felt like the editing wanted us to think it was Nico. Right. But, but of the other, that would suck if some of the others were like, cake, sex, I can't control my powers. Like, all right, you get <laughs> fuck. I, I think it's two different things. I don't think Nico is the one. And also, if you think those eyes are weird, let's see what happens to your eyes when one of your parents kicks you in the fucking face. Yeah. Like, oh, I bet you man. go off a little bit, too. It's Let's talk about the, the fight scene between Nico and her parents. The choreography and the camera work shifted dramatically yeah. in that scene. Well, I think it's because, first of all, that scene is racist. Yeah, is it because of racism? <laughs> there is no indication before this happens that that's a karate family. And I have to seriously right. believe that they were just like, man, we got three Asians. Uh-huh. Let's have them karate each other. So and everyone- second of all, clearly those actors are not karate right. people because <laughs> yeah. the way they shot it was if they moved for more than one second, they would cut away. The simple th- shot where Robert has to jump over the table, they both jump over the table to do a kick. Both of them look like they're going to fucking kill themselves (laughs) trying to hop over this table. Okay, so I wasn't the only one who thought that that was real weird, right? That was super weird. And that's what you lose from, like, adapting from the comics. Because I think in the comics, they were a magical kung fu family. (laughs) Like, and and this, they're like, they're rich and techie, but they have a magic staff. Yeah, and, like, you adapted, you can leave that part out because it does not work with the characters that you have presented. Especially Robert. Robert's such, like, just a little, like, Nothing boy. He's, he's, a, he's a little dainty boy. Yeah, well, I, I, I didn't really understand what his big shift was there. He has been the most, like, pliant and relatable of the parents. Right. But then it was time to karate, and for a second I was like, oh, does he have one of them aliens? Yeah. And I was like, no, it's the mom that does. Yeah. It, it was like, he's like, mm, time to put on the daddy pants. They, they had good sex again. He's like, wait, fuck my kid. <laughs> <laughs> fuck my kid. <laughs> I, I just kill fucked my, kid. my wife. Yeah, exactly. That word means a lot of things. It's the <laughs> grossest vaudeville <laughs> bit I've ever heard. <laughs> the Arista aliens. The Arista. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that I that scene I, it took me way out of the episode. And uh, it, it was weird too because what we were doing was we were building up this thing where uh, they're going to beat the parents without the powers. Mm-hmm. Alex doesn't have powers. I'm sorry, who were the parents that got arrested by the police? I can't remember from your intro. Uh, who a- was that again? A- Alex's par- par- parents? And then Molly, instead of like, uh, hulking out and beating them up she just like uses her brain 
And then I thought I thought that's how we're gonna go for all, yeah. with all the kids, but then no, Nico just over over yeah, just destroys and them with that. So they they use like a, they they each have individual things to take out the kids' powers or like normal high school faculties, and they have like these brain scramblers. So Nico can't. It was heartbreaking where she like just wants to say I love you to Carolina, and she's I like, ah. and I wanted to laugh, but like. It was heartbreaking. It was yeah. sad as hell. I lamp you. <laughs> but, but Although, it, come on, that's pretty great. Also, in the comic, she only says her spells backwards. Or is that Zatanna? That's a different character. That's yeah. a different character. I thought it was going to be the origin of that. That's a different universe. Let's move on. Okay, but I do want to talk about her spells. Uh, they are usually very powerful. And she says about her parents, the spell she uses is smash. Oh, man. And I thought for sure they were just both going to turn into jelly. <laughs> but instead, they both, like, got pushed back. Yeah. But also, like, I, I don't know if anyone here is familiar with shrapnel. But, <laughs> that, like, that f- window in front of them broke. Exploding glass? Yeah. yeah. That'll fast. fuck you up. Covered in cuts? Yeah. They should probably be dead. But I think Robert I would, will be. Yeah. I, I would think that, like, the show did a good job because Robert... Like, shrapnel had more of an effect on her dad than really any other show would ever have shrapnel. Yeah. Usually you just take it. Like, you block yourself a little bit, and then you're fine. But uh, That guy is is fucked up. This is totally the type of show, though, where at the end of this episode, he looks like he's dying, and he does. And then the next episode, they're, like, dabbing it with a cloth, and he's like, ooh, they really got me. He's like, oh, you really got me now. (laughs) What do you guys think of uh, Chase's dad's, like, uh, reveal that he is Jonah and, like, how he's sort of acting half his old character, Uh half Jonah? I like, was Jonah I like, established enough where like we can see like oh yeah he's no yeah different. you re- I felt like he yeah. really could and he's honestly been doing he was doing Jonah the last episode too they just brought more attention to it but when he is not himself that guy is doing a really good mm-hmm. impression yeah. of the way that other guy was playing Jonah I thought that was like pretty effective and then you realize yeah they're basically the same dude mm-hmm. <laughs> the only thing that really took me out of it was when he turned to the camera and he said my name is Jonah mm-hmm. that was rough yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the actors in this that. show. Great. Stop yeah. turning to the camera, people. Like it, it it's awful. Uh, you know what? Keep turning to the camera. What did you guys don't, don't listen to Daddy. Listen to, listen to other Daddy. What did you guys think of the animated little uh little like explanation of So we, we talked weird. about Deadly Class a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. that like episode where they just did everything. And that worked for me in like this way. I don't know. I just fell into it. This felt a little like we know this works for other people if we mix it up. Let's try this to see, but it didn't. Also, I'm very confused by all of it. Well, yeah, with the, the illustrated intro and the kung fu scene, both of those felt like, what if we did anything different than what we normally right. do? Yeah. But they never have before, right. so it's yeah. jarring. Do it all in your last episode. Also, I think it was weak because the I like the actress is playing Zavin very like awkward because I don't know how to be a human. But the way it came off with her read of the story was that, like, she was literally sitting there reading something for the first mm-hmm. time. And her, like, really stilted delivery, I thought, was bad. I think the story behind the aliens is kind of cool. Obviously, there's two different types of aliens. There's, yeah. like, the body snatchers and then, like, the morphs. I think that's kind of neat. But they ha- I think they should lean on that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That's probably, like, next season stuff. Uh, but, yeah, it, w- it was really flat because of the actress's, like, reading of it. That yeah, was- I think... That was flat, but what I loved is Carolina's reaction is like, is there a hard copy of the yeah. prophecy? That made me laugh a lot. <laughs> the other thing, too, though, is that ultimately what that story served was just another opportunity for Carolina to say, that's not my destiny. I'm going to do what I want. And she already has this mom that she's saying it to, uh-huh. a dad she's saying it to for other reasons, Nico sometimes, the group as a whole sometimes. Like, she is, like, she has enough opportunities to tell people that, like, she's going to be her own person. And this is another thing. Time yeah, like but that. this one is coming in the form of cartoon, a hot woman 
who is not as complicated as the relationship she currently has with her girlfriend who's like freaking out all the time. Uh-huh. So if your destiny is like now you're going to be part of a love triangle with two exceptionally beautiful women. <laughs> like, I think that's like, well, you know, it's a complicated legacy, but I'll see what I can do. I will give Nico credit, and maybe this is because of how much OC I watch, but Nico did not uh, eavesdrop on a conversation uh-huh. and then run away. She saw that it was going on and then walked in and was like, what's up now? What like, what are we doing here? I did really like the moment where uh, Miss Morphe changed her form into Nico's, and Nico's like, is this how small I am? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> do, do small people really not know? I, no, they really don't. I had a friend who was who was very small, and one time like we pointed that out, and she was like, I just now, for the first moment, at the age of like 22, have realized that people can see the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> and I never do that part of my hair. I should have probably wiped that wound off at some <laughs> point, yeah. Yeah, so small people don't know, you guys. Tell, tell your small friends how small they are. I, I think they're doing a good job of getting humor out of her stealing people's faces, because Leslie's yeah. like, people don't, like when you do this mm-hmm. and she's like what and then her calling her holy mother their relationship i'm into even if she's a very deadpan yeah. and that, it gives leslie an opportunity to be a good mom or uh-huh. be a good person like okay i've done all these awful things as a human and as a mom but i can at least tell you like chill back with your moves on my daughter you know <laughs> yeah. that's uh, that shape-shifting thing could be old hat really fast and i think that they're playing it well and not like Anytime it's revealed that she's the girl when they walk in, I'm not like, oh, come on. Like, I think next season it might run into that. But right now they're, they're doing it just enough. And I'm like, this is fun. I like this. I also like the little shape-shifty thing because it looks like uh, like that. Remember in uh, Transformers 2 when the, the hot lady was seducing Shia LaBeouf and then she ripped everything apart and it was at the time like the most complicated CGI scene of all time and you're just like whoa there's Wait, a was the, the hot lady the robot yeah the hot lady was the robot and then That's you were insane. like and you're like what and then they never talk about that even though that is the biggest threat to humanity in the entire Transformers franchise is that they can conceal as humans but no one talks about that anyway that's what that makes me think of don't you think they kind of ruined it though because the whole tagline was Transformers 2 the hot lady is the robot like didn't that undercut <laughs> it a little bit tagline uh, well listen I don't don't watch trailers, and I do not look at taglines. The uh, the cartoon thing and the I guess kung fu scene did sort of like it was a weird tone for the show. Uh, there was one other thing though that did work for me that felt separate, and I sort of wish that Runaways was more often like this. Which was um, Alex is on the phone with Chase, uh-huh. and he's saying like, uh, "Look, Chase wants to get back together. Like, should we go meet him?" And then gets four middle fingers at the exact same yeah, time, that yeah. was awesome. which felt like a weird John Hughes '80s gag. Mm-hmm. But I, I do it was it was weird. It stood out, but I do think I could have used more of that from this show. Right? What yeah. if they're jokey teens sometimes? Like, yeah, I think that is the part of the show that I come for, and then every <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know yeah. what? We're just gonna leave it there. Yeah. Runaways is coming back next season. Maybe we'll see. Until then, it's on hiatus. You're now. And it knows it. And it knows it. Oh, you're a little uh, hiatus baby. Now, we're going to move on to the pull list, the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watch this week. Welcome to the Pop Filter commercial break of the week. Mike, we're counting down all the hit commercials from the week. What do you think is going to hit number one? Oh, it's hard to say this early in the game, Ryan. I know. It's crazy. It's been a crazy season. It's been a crazy. Everybody's just putting it. Everything on the field they have, all the blood, sweat, and tears, every commercial. Now, we call this uh, this bracket that we're doing with the commercials March Madness. Uh-huh. Um, and the whole world is talking about our commercial bracket. Well, the, it's, it's just like the Puppy Bowl started as a sideshow, and now it's what everybody actually cares about during the big game. Right. And now, everybody just wants to know what commercial to take. I'll tell you one thing, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, 
yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon is not going to win. Straight out of here. It is not going there. Yeah. Everybody should check it out. The problem is that everybody already has that bookmark. It's how they use their Amazon. People know about it, and they're tired of it. Yeah. It, it, they know that this is the same way they used to go to Amazon, but instead now it helps their favorite podcast. Because remember, Mike, Amazon's not just a river in Egypt. That's denial. And that's what you have right now if you're not on your popcorn.com slash Amazon. And that's why it's not going anywhere. Yeah. How could it? After that? Next uh, up, how do you see the performance of uh, the Patreon doing? Okay. So this is a Cinderella story, Mike. We have... Your pop, Patreon.com slash Your Pop Filter. And everybody thought, oh, 16 Seeds, going to get kicked out of March Madness immediately. But all of a sudden, YourPopFilter.com, nope, Patreon.com slash Your Pop Filter uh, is running up the charts with it's the sports. on its way right into the hearts of the sports. I think it's because um, sports is drama. Mm-hmm. Drama is tears. Mm-hmm. This Patreon has many different tiers that you can choose from. Oh. $1, $5, $10. Full circle. Others even. Mm-hmm. It just keeps climbing up. There's more tiers than you can even count. What's the highest tier? Probably a thousand dollars. A thousand bucks, and you get to have video of us sixty-nine. Yeah, and I think that might be. Uh, you send us your life story, we will film us a movie about it with no sixty-nine. No sixty. Well, unless I don't know how. I don't know these fucking people's lives. I'm guessing if you have a thousand dollars a month to burn on us, you've sixty-nine to pay too. Is there <laughs> for an entire day? Or two. Is there a way? Thank you for uh, going backwards and doing that. Um, is there a way that we can make every single person on the planet watch us sixty nine, unless you're in the thousand dollar tier, and then you don't have to watch it? Oh, a good like punishment? At? Yes. Yes. I love that. All right. Well, Mike, that's all we have the time for right now. But when we come back to the Pop Filter Sports March Madness Update Session, we'll talk about other teams and how they're doing. <laughs> Last word. Last word. Now we're here in the pull list. This is the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watched this week. Kicking it off is Mega Mashup Mountain with Mike. This week, Black Lightning and Deadly Class end their second and first seasons respectively with Thunder and the kids taking on Chester's Masters of Disaster while Peter and Jennifer try to restore the city's power during the riots that break out after Lynn runs off with his daughter. Meanwhile, Team Flash heads to the suburbs when Lex Luthor pretends to be sick and eye-opening secrets are revealed in Alexandria. Taste Buds, I ask you this... What is the title of the LP of Chester's Master of Disaster? Ooh, that's hard. It's probably like... Taco Taco Enchilada. I was going to say Big Titty Barf Bag. Uh, that sounds close. <laughs> LP, more like Help Me. I, I that's the name that. of the album? Uh-huh. <laughs> Death Race Through the City of Love, colon, volume one, parentheses, no, that's some fucking you're just stealing in, from in the, Juice World. Chester's no. Masters of Disaster is definitely the, from 1987, and you're doing some weird shit. No, you I'm did doing Prog They're they're in the in the land of the Golden Sun, <laughs> comma, laser with, show. With this a, is a bad sentence. With a heart of gold on my arm. Parentheses. The Knights of How n- many? Ferenthia. Greg, Greg, open the, parentheses. Like hell, I will. <laughs> Greg, you're the English major over here. I am. Close parentheses. How many uh, parentheses can you have within parentheses? You go parentheses, then brackets, mm-hmm. then uh, like. And we all love brackets. March Madness. Greater than, less than signs. Okay. And then you actually loop back around to then parentheses. But it's like, come on, come on! <laughs> like, what are you doing? Why are there Who so many parenthetical never statements? Never double parentheses inside parenthetical statements. No, because you might have to close those out that way. Mm. It's 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 very complicated, very arcane. And honestly, if you have a sentence like that, you you done fucked up. You know what? Delete all of it, and it's better. None of that is necessary. <laughs> That's what that means. Put in a footnote, fucking Juna Diaz. 
And that has been Mega Mashup Mountain. Now, moving on to the rest of the shows we watched this week, kicking it off with Punisher. This week on The Punisher, there's a bounty out on Amy and Frank, but Curtis and Amy are sick of Frank's bullshit, so they both leave the camper to do whatever the fuck they feel like that day. Meanwhile, Billy tracks down Madani to find out why Frank wants to kill him, which is perfectly reasonable. <laughs> and Krista is jealous as all hell. Taste buds, I ask you this. What two activities of yours would you want an editor to montage together to show your mental and emotional state? To, to like... Because like, Billy and Crystal, it's or for Billy, I guess it's fucking the scars off a of crystal, uh-huh. and then just robbing and killing people. Is this your first uh, like dalliance with star, uh, scar fucking? Yeah, I missed out on the week where it was. Did they do that again? Oh, oh no! yeah, it's back in a big oh, way. I, okay, I I personally I cannot abide kinks that I don't myself have. Because, right, no, like, yeah. I have most of them. You're a white American, so the fact that there's like this one that is so abhorrent to me, there's almost nothing sexual that is <laughs> abhorrent to me that involves consent. But this <laughs> like is this is awful to me. There's no amount of consent that will make this okay. I'm gonna get puritanical about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one thing. There's right, the one thing where I draw the line. Look, I I sort of get how like they're sexy, right? Like they prove that you've been through stuff mm-hmm. and they're permanent. But they're it's, it's while they're having sex, it's like to put the fingers like towards the middle to, and see try if they to can reopen the scars. Yeah. 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 Ah! I get like if if you're doing like Brody and uh, Amy from Chasing Amy, like the like the scar off, so we're sort of flirting. That right, works. right, right. That that's a good energy. But or not. Leave a Weapon Three, where I think that was stolen from. Yes, is exactly. It? Or Leave a Weapon Four. Or Loaded Weapon, where they talk about that. National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1? Yeah, that's the one. Uh, Is it a metaphor? Am I just being dumb and it's not actually supposed to actually be sex that they're doing? It's supposed to be something... Honestly, this is the part of the show that I I think confuses me the most. And uh, just like... uh, What's her name? Dr... Krista? Krista. Dr. Crystal. um, It it goes along with the vertigo thing of... They're Uh just throwing weird shit to her, and I think that's how you build character. Yeah, I, I think she is my least... I, I really hate Father John Sleepy. I'm bored every time he's on, just like he looks bored every time he's on. But <laughs> I have to. Is that his actual character name, or is that a thing that you guys have named him? Is it, the character's name is Taylor Wilhite, and we're trying not to <laughs> call him oh. that on the show. Also, are we not going to mention the fact that there's characters named Billy and Crystal that right, are hanging yeah, out? Come on. I feel like that's just hanging there. Taylor and I keep looking at each other like, who's oh, gonna shit. who's going to draw their gonna host to the Oscars? <laughs> I get it now. Go to a Clippers game. Star fuck each other other during the (laughs) montage of Green Book. (laughs) Hey, look at my scars. (laughs) Uh, I do like. So last episode, Frank is was last episode was when Frank was like, "I'm different than everybody else. I'm a piece." And then this time, he's still continuing. Like he's like, "Just let me be what I'm meant to be." Like he's like, "I'm never looking back." Wait, last episode was where he went to his wife's grave. Yeah. Okay, and so now he has done that, and he is totally different. He's the all-new, exact same uh-huh. Frank Castle, Even for sure. Castlier. <laughs> Even Castlier than before. Castlier only. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, he There's one part where uh, he, uh, I guess the most Frank moment, because uh, like, all the conversations <laughs> with him, the therapeutic, they're never going to work, but there uh-huh. was one part at least where they were in sort of a, he was in sort of like a Western showdown with eight other guys. Right. And I was like, I, don't, I actually don't know. They're just in an alleyway. How's he going to get out of this? They <laughs> all have guns. And what he does is, Mikey pulls his gun out and shoots all of them. Yeah, <laughs> because even if, okay, that's right. even if you're assassins after somebody with a bounty, you still have to do the high school push, 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 now we fight. And they just do the first push. 
And they say, what are you going to do? And he pulls out his gun and shoots them all. He's like, that's what I'm going to fucking do. I'm but the like, Punisher, dork. <laughs> uh, and then he, of course, leaves one alive. Uh-huh. So he can go back and tell his friends, don't fuck with him. <laughs> Which I still think, after all these years, is a baller move. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. If, you, if you, like, you're going to let somebody live so they can tell the legend, yeah. that's awesome. Especially because you shot him in both legs. So uh-huh. you're army crawling to your friends to tell them, don't <laughs> you fuck guys. with them. I have a story about this. Hang on. I'm just going to scream for a second. And then the other thing, too, like the, the Frankaputic thing was Amy is worried that she might have killed someone because uh-huh. he's dying on the or he's on the ground dying from a gunshot wound. And so he says, no, you didn't. And then shoots him yeah, in the head. He shoots like, him in the head. See, oh, I, I killed, killed him. him. <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. That whole that whole uh, through the off or the what are what are offices that people live in called apartment building? <laughs> uh, her running up, the assassins going, and him hunting them like the hunter, hunter, hunty uh, was so fucking dope. Hunty, you should get to name everything. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, another thing, real quick, is uh, Billy and Dinah finally get a scene. Yeah, it's been a while since like they've gotten to talk to each other. Billy now knows what he has done in season one. I mm-hmm. think that's how he starts the conversation. I, I Okay, so I watched season one. I understand what I did. Uh, and Dinah is freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, puts it together just long enough to offer him a drink, right? It walks to the cupboard. And uh, he's like, oh, if you're going to the cupboard. Oh, yeah, I love a drink. But if you're going to the cupboard to get your gun, I already took it. Yeah. And then has another meltdown again. Yeah. He's like, well, what did you expect from me? <laughs> <laughs> They're both yelling at each other about everything. Also, Dinah walked into the kitchen. And yeah. Billy did not sing any song at all. Well, <laughs> Billy's in the kitchen with Dinah. So you can't sing about yourself? <laughs> no, I don't think so. That's a good It'd point. It'd be a little narcissistic. Do you guys have moments of the week? Uh, Frank has to open a phone. And he just pulls out a... Uh, a severed thumb that was in his pocket opens the phone <laughs> to show the woman who's like, I know you were with these guys because here's the proof. And doesn't mention the thumb, doesn't like go see what I got, <laughs> just like subtly does it. So she's just like, Ugh. Oh, thank God the phone didn't what? have the face thing on. <laughs> oh my God. Why, why wouldn't he, once he gets the thumb, just disable the fingerprint? He's scanner? not very tech. Yeah, he's not a tech. Uh, guy. You're, you're right. Ryan, moment of the week. The name of this episode is Fluster Cluck. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's because uh, Amy doesn't curse. And so they're walk. Uh, Amy and Frank are walking into their trailer home, and uh, Amy's like, "Well, this is all just a fluster cluck." And Frank stops. He stops. Amy goes inside, and he stops and walks up to the camera, and just <laughs> she's just like in full Frank mode. She's like, oh, "Wait, uh, fl- fl- fluster cluck." I, whoa, I, I love that. I, I, I totally get that. Like that's it's that one phrase, but it's like it's totally different. Seven minutes of that. He of just laughs Frank so hard, it. and he was a fucking marine. He's heard that term before, yeah. for sure. But it knocked his socks off. Uh, Punisher's on Netflix just all the time. Just watch it. Your next show this week is Umbrella Academy. This week on the Umbrella Academy, Five is now leaving the crew in order to join back up with the Time Jump Academy organization thing as upper management. We get the first inklings of Vanya's powers, and Klaus has PTSD from fighting in v- Vietnam. <laughs> Not everything's an abbreviation. <laughs> and finally, connects with Diego to get revenge on Hazel and Cha-Cha. Also, Pogo might be bad now? <laughs> Taste buds, I ask you <laughs> this. How upset are you going to be if Pogo is a bad monkey? No, he's a very good monkey. Yeah, it, it no does, go on Pogo. It does seem like Pogo and Grace might have killed the professor, but the professor's yeah. also an evil piece of shit. Right, but... 
we've literally never seen the professor have one like solid second of goodness, mm-hmm. right? Like he's no. always no. been terrible. Which he's not even been like a decent, like a kind of decent person. Which is why I feel like it's going to be revealed somehow at the end of the season. It was like he was actually a golden-hearted goose the entire time, or like everything- Dumbledore from that year where he basically ignored yeah. Harry the entire time. It was for your own good. Yeah, and also he was banging dudes in the back, right? Also, he was so busy railing Voldemort, yeah. just spit on everybody. Behind, <laughs> he's, he's tying him up. Dumbledore's a real leather daddy. Isn't that just like a monkey to uh, like say, like maybe protect the robot from the humans, thinking that the robot is the real person and the human is fake? You know, you guys know how monkeys work, right? Like that's classic monkey move. I, I know exactly how monkeys work, and you're fucking wrong. I wish you would not disseminate such disinformation to our listeners. Well, maybe I hate monkeys, and this is all propaganda. He's also an ape. I feel like I should point that out. If it ain't got, a, if it ain't got a tail, it ain't a monkey. Apes are monkeys. Monkeys are apes. That's yeah. not you. Ooh, fucking this is racist. what starts the war. <laughs> Listen. It's just consistently funny to call chimps monkeys. I don't know why, but it is very funny to constantly yes. call chimps monkeys. We all knew this was a joke, <laughs> and we're in on it. He's not a monkey, and that's what makes it funny. Also, uh, chimps don't wear suits, but Pogo does. <laughs> I get that joke. You know what? You know what? Get that joke all day. It made I, him laugh like a monkey. I think my favorite part of Pogo is that he is a an old monkey. Uh-huh. And like usually when so they proper. usually when they dress up a monkey and like he's wearing clothes, it's like, ah, oh, this is fun, but he's like a young monkey. This is a monkey who's been doing this yeah. for a long time. Walks with a cane, right? Yeah, he's got a little <laughs> cane. So he's like an old monkey who needs a cane, and he's a monkey? That's great. You got old people and monkeys in one thing. Taylor's <laughs> <laughs> two favorites. A little bit of moisturizer for this guy would have probably worked wonders, though. His under eyes look like a ball sack. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to uh, make this like a permanent question of the Umbrella Academy segment, but are we good with Klaus now? Like, I'm good yeah, with Klaus, this, yeah. I feel like we're no longer in two-dimensional Constantine knockoff land, and this, now I, we've I have, been through some stuff. I have a question, though. So when that thing... When that thing in the suitcase blinked him from one place to mm-hmm. another, he went back in time and fought in Vietnam, right? Klaus yes. hasn't always fought in Vietnam. He no. just went no. back in time and fought because in Vietnam. He, what, what, what's smart is they've shown him so naked through so much of the show that when he shows up with the tattoo, any other character would be like, I don't know, they could have always had that tattoo. Yeah. I'm fucking yeah. know their life. But no, with Klaus, we're like, okay, I've seen those arms. That is a new tattoo. <laughs> yeah. That, that actually, it was great. I loved every bit of that. It actually makes me think that going back, I will like Klaus's character even more. Because it shows me uh, the thing that I felt like I had to be the case because everything else was so understated and Klaus was so over the top. Right. But they knew from the beginning, mm-hmm. like, this is where Klaus is going. This is our one character who arcs? Yeah. So they started him at an 11, and then they were like, we're going to fucking break this guy. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah. But, like, if you uh, take five out of it and you go with uh, who's Gorilla Body? Not Pogo. But uh, Luther. Luther. Luther and Vanya. They are, let's say, the other two mainest main characters, uh-huh. and they're so like understated and calm right. that it seems like they they thought we needed Klaus uh-huh. to like be upfront and abrasive, uh, and it, it it sucked. Like it was the worst part. But now I feel like everybody's three dimensionally in a good way. Mm-hmm. Also, I have to say, um, it was like for me emotionally impactful that. When Klaus is in the veterans bar, yeah, and he's getting thrown out, and he's legit a veteran. Like, I thought they like effectively pulled that off. How sad that would be that, like, because he's got a very weird story mm-hmm. about how he's in modern days. He's like thirty, and he served in Vietnam. Yeah, that- do you know what it reminded me of? What did it remind you of? Pop Filter's number one drama of the year, which was where uh, what's her butt got thrown out of the gay bar, and like 
you think that you're different. Oh, or yeah, like pose, we're yeah. already uh-huh. affected. Yeah, pose. Uh, so like we already have this thing, but now we're gonna disinclude you because of this. Uh-huh. Yeah. And how, how crazy would that be? Like, you think that you're going to the place that you would be accepted and to be thrown out of what, there. What's also crazy is Klaus is definitely old enough to have fought in the 20-year-long now OIF-OEF war that we've been going on. So yeah. maybe that doesn't exist in their world, but it's he's just like, I I just got back from war. Fuck off. They, 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 at no point do people go, show me all the proof you're in a war. Is it because <laughs> he has eyeliner on? Like, that's baffling. <laughs> Wait, are you like emotionally damaged from fighting in a war? Yeah. What you do? Our generation drinks that down. <laughs> I also really liked how that immediately became Klaus and Diego beat the shit out of a bunch of war veterans in a bar. And I do think that that happened like it's the false drama a little, but it's to show that even though Diego and Klaus hate each other, it is like the well, I can beat up my brother, but fuck anybody else yeah. who does. Uh, Diego is also becoming somewhat more of a character. Like, I feel like he's still the weakest character of the bunch. Yeah, I would say he's better, but, like, he's now last. Mm-hmm. Like, Klaus has shot, shot past him. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I, Diego's coming, becoming even a little bit better than his, like, douchebag, over-the-top masculinity thing mm-hmm. that he was doing. So, I, all of these characters are working for me. I like this show a lot, you guys. Yeah, the show started off, the first episode I thought was amazing, and then the second episode I thought was weak, and then it, I felt like it's been climbing mm-hmm. back to like the, the, that, the good status. I'm glad that I've kept watching it. Yeah. The other thing, too, is that uh, a lot of the problem that we have with the pilot is, oh, I get it. You guys think that mysteries are cool. And so you're going to have as many mysteries. But now we have so many mysteries that have either been solved or telegraphed to the point of being solved. Yeah. That like now like I, they're keeping me interested. It's not that it's ruined it. Like You guys are understanding that you can't have this much stuff up in the air. And yeah, they're doing they're a good job stuff. moving between time periods and giving you a little bit. Because, I mean, the show takes place now in the past when they're kids, in the future, post-apocalypse, uh-huh. and then in, like, the present of them trying to, like, and put their lives together. His walking montage getting older and more decrepit was awesome. Yeah. Uh, moments of the week. Mike? Uh I have two, the ice cream playing Killed a Wabbit. I know it has a real song, but ice cream <laughs> yeah. track version of Killed a Wabbit was great. And then the green screen time montage of him becoming the best assassin, just like so shittily shooting his way through history made me laugh a lot. <laughs> uh, Greg, moment of the week. There was uh, a torturous scene where uh, Hazel and the lady who works at the donut shop like oh. are circling around the idea that maybe they're going to like have a romantic interlude. I have not squirmed as much <laughs> watching a scene as like the six minutes of them being like, well, I don't know, I guess it's pretty lonely. I was like, yeah, I don't have to be lonely for long. She's like, oh my God, shit or get off the pot. I don't want to do this. Uh, Ryan, moment of the week. Uh, we've talked about how uh, allegedly Bob Newhart is the king of one-sided phone conversations. Like he can handle it and make it seem very realistic. Uh, we also, because of when we were born, have had a lot of experience with uh, people talking to mannequins. Like that's just a part of pop culture for us. Um, I would say that older number five in the future, sitting in the library talking to Dolores, uh, Dolores uh, is one of the best performances or screenwriter I've ever seen, where it's not just like, what did you say to me? And then repeat the thing that she said to the audience. Yeah. But at one point, he is interrupted. <laughs> and then says, like, he just looks at the ground and says, like, why would you say that to <laughs> me? It was amazing. Uh, my moment of the week was uh, the ice cream truck playing Ride of the Valkyries. Yeah. Which is the name of that song. Kill the Wabbits. Uh, the Kill the Wabbits. Uh, Umbrella Academy is also on Netflix. Watch it. It's a good show. 
Your next show this week is Arrow. This week's episode of Arrow focuses entirely on future storylines as Mia, William, and Connor break out Felicity, who steals Hiram's nickname for Veronica when addressing her daughter. Meanwhile, we see what it was like for a younger Mia to grow up without Ollie, but with many of Ollie's specific traits. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Are we ready for a Mia Queen show in 2021 after her dad's final season? No, I'd much rather go back to a Miko Queen than Mia Queen. And, and is that an insult? I'm not sure. No, I don't know. Like, neither of the characters are interesting, but Amiko is less annoying. It's weird because we are a fan of not really, like, normal action movies, uh-huh. but, like, understated dramas and very overstated action. Right. And Mia felt like she was trying for the second one, uh-huh. but, like, all of her action movie grunts and faces were terrible. Like, it was awful. I would, like, I like, uh, is it Nissa? I, like, flashes of Nissa. I was like, I would watch a show where Nissa just has to train Oliver and Felicity, like... And then she just went away. I was like, no, I want to watch her be a brutal mom figure to Mia. Let's do that instead. Mia did my two least favorite things, which was uh, every time she is asked a question, she grunts the answer Mm -hmm. uh, and then looks out the window for like 10 minutes before she'll finish (laughs) the statement that she's saying. And then also took off her shoes before every fight. Just fighting heels. Like, why do we have to be barefoot this entire episode? all, All of the people in the future of the Glades have the same squeamish thing features that you do so she knows that would get oh so that's an extra weapon yeah, yeah, extra weapon it's just like ew toes do they have web toes too oh yeah she does oh they do you have web toes stop doing this i've <laughs> asked you not to bring this up on podcast <laughs> you that, i've just watched mike's brain run through like a, a mad libs can rube goldberg machine of web toes we have spent five years enjoying arrow mm-hmm. but uh hating how they have to do flashbacks or flash forwards. right there was no normal time in this this was all a flash forward i guess it started slightly flash forward with uh felicity giving birth you're so rich go to a hospital you weirdo get out of that cabin and then we ended with felicity inventing the thing that they've already seemingly defeated in the future mm-hmm. i don't get what they're trying to do here it felt like they wrapped up the scene and then they're like the, the whole future plot line and they're like but no there's more because that stupid scuba helmet might kill everybody <laughs> well yeah so like Felicity is responsible for Brother Eye. Just call it Brother the Eye. The post-apocalypse, right? Like, yeah. Or I guess the apocalypse the, of Star City. <laughs> of Star City, yes. Everybody, every other city's doing fine. I yeah. guess everybody else is responsible for the post-apocalypse. She's responsible for the apocalypse. <laughs> Who is more likely responsible for ruining the world? Is it Felicity or Vanya from Umbrella Academy? Mm. I guess Vanya. She played that sweet violin. That exploded the world. That exploded the world. Man, I'm so tired the of this violence. violence. That exploded God the world. damn it, Taylor. <laughs> Unnecessary violence. But you knew ahead of time. <laughs> you knew ahead of time that this was an all future episode. Did you? Were you annoyed by it as much as you thought you would be? No, because I I heard that and went, oh fuck. Because Stephen Amell was like, they did great. I was like, wait, wait. I know, oh no. Because uh, I looked up the actors. Oh he, no. Uh, tweeted at, and then it was uh, William as Honeypot. That scene I really enjoyed where it's the bad guy, but they're just flirting with each other. Uh, that actor's growing me a little more that mm-hmm. he's not just like, I'm tormented. And it helps <laughs> that he's not younger <laughs> William. Yeah. That, I'm glad they recast that. I heard that, that there's the whole, there's a whole a version of this episode with that little boy trying to hit on a much older man, and it is disturbing. <laughs> they just cut to close-ups of the two mouths making up. <laughs> what, what problem cannot be solved with Stilton a mustache? Literally none. And then... Uh, like, older makeup is hard, right? Uh-huh. I feel like True Detective Season 3 perfected it. Oh, yeah. That's what we've decided. But on a show with Arrow's budget, it's going to be rough. So they just made Felicity 
normal age Felicity. Yeah, they aged up Dinah, Roy, and Renee, but Felicity just gets to have a shorter haircut. Uh-huh. The other actors had to be like, fuck you. But not even like old lady power walk short. No. It's still like, it's a great haircut. It's better than her normal haircut. Bet. Ricard. Uh, do you guys have moments of the week? Ryan? My moment of the week is when, um, so like, it's a flash forward, but not as forward <laughs> that the rest of the show is. So it's uh, Felicity and Mia living together. And she's practicing her bow and arrow, thinking that she can be a superhero. She puts an apple on a shelf and shoots at it with an arrow, and it goes right through the arrow into a picture of her family, two inches behind it. And then she's like, "What? What? What happened? How did you? Do you not know, know enough about bows and arrows that like, or not that, enough about apples? That would of course happen, Mia. Yeah. Also, that's how you know it's the future because the picture flickered." Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, mine at some point they're making the plan that they're trying to stop all the bombs we didn't talk about the plot at all the episode <laughs> and somebody's like and they go to the server room and somebody goes server room how 2019 because it's taking place in like 24 oh. don't don't make a quip to cover the fact that you couldn't think of anything else to do or how to get to I don't even think we saw the server room we <laughs> delete both of those lines we've also had server rooms for the past like 40 years so they're gonna be around we yeah. call them restaurants that's <laughs> where the waiters go uh <laughs> Arrow, God damn it. Arrow's on Monday nights on the CW. Your next show this week is Riverdale. On this week's episode of Riverdale, they do Heather's the Musical. Evelyn does some shady shit with the cast. A bunch of couples talk about their relationship statuses. And Betty and Jug commit arson. Taste buds, <laughs> I ask you this. How did this me- musical episode land for you? I cannot believe. Like, we're still waiting for that one who has all of the Riverdale moments that we want so we can scream and yes. cheer. And this... I would say uh, this gave us one that we'll talk about in a second. Um, but instead, it was just like a perfectly done musical episode. I yeah. could not believe how much they focused on, let's just do awesome songs, awesome numbers, awesome acting. Yeah. They they knocked this out of the part, especially compared to uh, Carrie, Carrie the Musical that they did last year. Carrie the Musical was fine. I liked it better than I think you guys fine did when minus. we watched it. God, that was such a disappointment. Finest. Uh, but... Yeah, the, this episode was great. They didn't try to go over the top. They didn't try to have a, a midge murder episode like they did last time. They were just like, let's do a musical episode. A little bit of the plot will move forward. A little bit. I think that's the thing is that uh, last season there was way too much plot. Yeah. And so they had to spend most of their musical episode continuing that plot. This season, I don't know if there's a lot of plot. And so they uh, did their musical thing, and it was like they they dabbled the plot in or like – Sprinkled it in right. in such an appropriate, awesome way. And in the meantime, everyone looked and danced and sang great. I think that is the the key to making Riverdale is don't do too much heavy plot. I think they've gotten bogged down the last couple weeks with being like, uh, and we had to move forward and figure out like what this storyline's doing and this story. Because they're juggling like six storylines every episode. Just do a musical. Just do a musical every episode. And we'll be fine. I know that it's not on Netflix. I know that we can't binge it. But we can go, we can skip a week from like every detail of every plot, watch this awesome musical episode, and then get caught up the next week. Yeah, and this, I feel like it almost was like the writers knew that they didn't have just a ton of plot to get through. They could take their time and just do fun stuff. Like it felt like Riverdale. Big fun stuff. Like it, it felt like Riverdale fun stuff was back. And we haven't had that in a while. And it was such a breath of fresh air. The first moment where they pan to Cheryl and uh, Betty and Veronica as the Heathers, I screamed. I was <laughs> like, this is great. And yeah, and I, I was so glad that Betty and Veronica, like, uh, they, 
they didn't think about like where they are in the story. They were just like, all right, fuck it. Cheryl's going to be head Heather. And these two other lead actresses are going to be the other Heathers, and we're just going to make it work. And one of the ways they made it work, it was uh, Edgar Neverever's daughter yes. said uh, she's co-director now. And she was like, oh, we're all going to come in character to a party. So that way we don't have to change the, like, the lyrics for the songs, and nope. we're just all going to do it. Yeah, th- that, I, that I think worked a lot better than they, when they did Carrie as well, as they were just like, these people are characters in the show right? for this episode. The other thing, too, is that uh, let's worry less about how we're going to make the songs come up organically. In this episode, this is what I wanted from last year, which is they just start singing sometimes. Because yeah. this is a different episode of Riverdale. It, it's great. I liked it. It was fun the whole way through. Uh, was there almost a threesome in this episode? Okay. So this is my first note, Taylor. Okay. <laughs> uh, Tony, who is just like, she is nervous. Or maybe her Heather's character is nervous, or yeah. maybe Tony's nervous about being thrown out of society. Yes, because Cheryl is done with her, and so she almost bangarangs a uh, serpent. Yes, and some other girl, a pretty poison. Yeah, she almost sets up a threesome, and then she pulls out. <laughs> is she pulling out? Is that like a good character move? Is that something Tony would do, or it does even Riverdale have limits? And they were never going to cross that line. That's I had that same question. I think it was a Tony move. I think they were like, "This is this is just Tony acting out," and that's why she sort of like. Because we don't have any on the books, though, do we? Riverdale has no threesomes yet. No, there's no threesomes yet. They flirted with a couple, it seems like, and this was the closest we've got because it was Sweet Pea and the Poison, who we've never seen before. That I think I feel like that was a missed opportunity for like bringing someone we've seen before. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was like, this is about to, like this is about to happen, and then they pulled back, and now she had that conversation with Cheryl, and she's like. What does love look like in your family? Which I thought was very beautiful. There was a lot of questions like that that were like, oh, man, they are, they're having some real stuff in between all these incredibly yeah. done musical numbers. Incredibly done musical numbers. Uh, how did you feel? How are you feeling about this, the farm? Was this the first time we've seen Edgar Evernever? It was the first, yes. Yeah, right. More importantly, it was the first time that we saw the farm brand t-shirt. Uh, yes. The daughter just wears a shirt that says the farm, and yeah, it's the farm. Uh, I think I found it online. It's like twenty eight bucks, which is a lot for a t shirt, yeah. but I want one. Um, I just didn't know they were down with branding that much. Yeah, I thought it was like sort of a secret society. It's a it's a it's a good shirt. But this is the first time that we saw her dad, who is a uh, teen star from Chad Michael Murray, what? One Tree Hill, One Tree Hill, and we know him from Agent Carter. Who was he in Agent Carter? He oh, was, the, yeah, yeah, okay. he like. The RT, he was super sexist the first season. Then he's like, you're all right, kid. And then she saved his ass. He went, thank you. And he was destined to be a child star because he has three names. It's oh, very yeah. important. Uh, yeah, that when they all stood up and did the weird slow clap at the end and everyone else was sitting and they're like, we're not going to join in with this. That was... Okay, it was good. It was awesome. And we had gone through an entire episode with no like crazy Riverdale moments. Yeah. So we needed that like feeling of like, oh, fuck, this is crazy. But the kids on stage during the musical did a number and then stopped at a point where there should be, everyone should be clapping. Yeah. And, but it's just the farm, which was that hit. But why wasn't anybody else clapping? Like did yeah. the farm go around and say like, after the first number, it's just going to be the farm people. Nobody else clap. <laughs> yeah. Like did, were they really shitty at performing? Like everyone's like, boo. It was the worst number of the show. The one where they finally had an audience. Uh, moment of the week. It's that. It's how did the farm get nobody else to clap? <laughs> uh, mine is uh, when it's uh, who was it? Evelyn ever never walks into Cheryl and she goes, "What's your damage, child of the corn?" Yeah, 
<laughs> and that's just a Cheryl line that we do not get often enough anymore. Two solid refs put together. <laughs> Are uh, you guys here for it if every year you get one Riverdale musical? Oh, yes. yeah. Absolutely. And what do you want next year's to be? Um, probably, if they do Legally Blonde the musical, I'd be I'd be happy. I'd like that one. I feel like they could pull that one off. I and want Little Shop. They are doing all movies that became musicals later, so probably not Little Shop. That was a movie that became a musical later. Idiot. Flippy flop. Uh, Riverdale is on Wednesday nights on the CW. Your next and final show this week is Doom Patrol. On this week's episode of Doom Patrol, we travel back to the 70s to see one of Jane's personalities in an insane asylum. Meanwhile, Dr. Nobody frees Calder, only to not really let the team reunite, all before blowing up Cyborg's hand cannon. Taste buds, I ask you these two things. One, are we sure what's going on? And two, (laughs) <laughs> is Doom Patrol hampered when we don't get to see a lot of Doom Patrol being Doom Patrol and making doomy decisions? I I don't agree with any of the negative things you were implying in that statement. I I'm asking this was a if great... there is negative. No. You're me, implying negative things about my question. Yeah, for me, this was a great episode. Even, like, the last episode was their first one where they did, like, you know, sort of the Freak of the Week style. Yeah, and but now this episode was the conclusion of that, and I think this one was even better, and I am fully prepared for what they're doing next. Like, this was good, great. They brought back uh, Mr. Nobody and managed to still... Like, I, I am fully on board with his narration anytime it pops up. I hope that they keep doing it every few episodes. Yeah, interspersed is all right. Yeah. And him commenting on it also didn't make me roll my eyes as much as I would expect. Yeah. Right. Where he was pissed the world is about to end. He's like, I haven't even been in the last two episodes. I went, all right, all right. And yeah. is, that, is that because they're getting better or you're getting used to it? Probably because they don't do it a ton. Yeah, he's not around less, for it's two sparser. Yeah, they, they don't do it every episode. And they set up like an in-universe reason for him to be doing that, which I feel like a lot of places don't do. Mm-hmm. I feel like they've put in the work. They've given themselves this tool and they use it every now and then when they want to. And it's great. I, uh, like, I think that is on the level with the cockroach delivering a speech. Yeah, the cockroach's <laughs> apocalyptic speeches. I, I like that a lot. Yeah, like I want... Doom Patrol is nailing that stuff in a way that in a lot of other shows that we watch, if they did that, we'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Get out of here. And they're just doing it so expertly. And I love it. What year is this show actually set in? Because when they do flashbacks... No one ages. Yeah, because like... And I don't mean to be like basic about this, but like... They go back to the 70s, and she looks the same exact age that she looks right. now. I, and the other ones are from, like, the 40s and the 60s. It, it takes place, I think, in 2019, because mm-hmm. I know at the first episode, they were like, this is, like, mid-80s, and he was here for, like... 30 years. Yeah. yeah. So and they were like, it takes place now. I, th- I mean, Jane has so many personalities, so one of them has a the power to do something, or she's a time travel. The internet thinks one of her powers is time travel, okay. and that's why they're like, she comes and goes whenever she wants, so she just like flits in and okay. out. Okay. I buy that. If you have 64 powers, one of them is going to be time travel. We're still meeting new it's, faces every yeah, episode. Yeah, It's also big. possible, the, the theory that I've been operating under, if they're going to explain it at all, I've just been taking it as, uh, these people deal don't age it. and deal with it. But th- if they're going to explain it, my thought was uh, she has like a carry from Legion and just only when her personality is out does that personality mm. age. Yeah. And so she's just aging very, very slowly. And Blob Lady kind of can make herself look like whatever, yeah. Yeah. potentially. And bandages. We, he looks like a burnt face. His yeah. bandages. So. And the, the so the weirdest is the chief. 
Yeah. Because we finally <laughs> saw the chief in a flashback and he looked the fucking same. Yeah. Man, how cool was that when he is like hanging out with Mr. Nobody and Mr. Nobody just has him spinning in a yeah. circle all oh. the time? That was like very freaky. That's such a good way to torture someone. Because it's like you're on a merry-go-round and you can never get off. It's like third grade all over again. <laughs> they they come off as like uh, old school, long-time rivals. Uh-huh. But right now, it definitely feels like nobody has the upper hand. Like that guy just does to Timothy Dalton whatever he wants. Yeah. He's and so yet they, powerful. This episode seemed to hint at that maybe they kind of... Well, they are working with the joint purpose of trying to fend off the apocalypse yeah which i guess that makes strange bedfellows right yeah and that's what <laughs> willoughby says and he, i like that he says he's like yeah no i get it apocalypse strange bedfellows like he's been through <laughs> a thousand of these and then it, a super interesting conversation that i guess a lot of comics have but victor because he's young and he's like no he's very rorschach he's like no good is good and fuck and the chief is like shut the fuck and every other interaction between the two the chief is like cheer up victor you can do it and this time he's like shut your fucking righteous ass mouth up is he going to be off the show now? Which one? Cyborg. Cyborg. I don't know. I, we'll find out. Because his hand blows up and he's like, yeah. oh, my dad's coming. I'm going to be in so much trouble. I, I hope not because <laughs> I do like that guy. But he is, I think, the weakest link of, of I the crew so far. I think that I, I think the basic conceit of by far the youngest person on the team being in charge of the mm-hmm. team, I think yeah. that's interesting. His performance leaves me cold personally and just yeah. cyborg as a character is so much more conventional than any other right. character we have on that show i think just cyborg including the other guy who's a yeah. human robot yeah <laughs> i th- that i think that's the two things hurting it is we already have a human robot person so we have that covered like all of the interesting stuff with cyborg is he's like am i human or am i a robot but the other thing is just cyborg as a character like he never works well on screen yeah and i feel like this is maybe the best version of him we've got live action, but it's still not like you said live action. Just the character is not good. Yeah, because Teen Titans go. Booyah. Yeah, that, that's the cyborg forever. I love when he, uh, in that movie, when he pops out little speakers. Like mm-hmm. he, he gives himself musical accompaniment anytime he wants. Yeah, it is weird that every other version of Cyborg is like, what if he was a little bored? <laughs> and then the show's like, what if he wants to party all of what the time? What if he was super rad? They should just make this dude party now. Like he's like, all right, I got fucked up. I experienced a near death experience. Let's party, bros. What'd you guys think of that scene where Blob Lady is like, she decided I'm going to parent this book kid, and she gives him like a very, uh-huh. very long heartfelt speech where you finally see her come totally out of her shell, and then the big eye in the sky just looks at him, and he just like, see you later, t- like. Turns into dust. I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. She's uh, right out. That hit me. Yeah. Yeah, because he's just, that kid's gone. gone. But, I mean, it's crazy because we know, we, we don't have a ton of screen time with Rita as opposed to the other characters. Like, she might have the least, but uh, we know it enough that, like, she has sort of made it so her life never has to have this type of experience. Uh-huh. And the second she's like, well, maybe one tiny yeah, experience. Maybe just I'll just have kid. one little relationship. Gone. So funny and devastating. Uh, moments of the week, <laughs> Mike? Uh, that 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 was it. That was it because it made Sorry. me sad and made me <laughs> laugh my balls yeah. off. Greg, uh, the like opposing cults, one for the D creator and one for the recreator, and the recreator shows up and he's just another eye in the yeah. sky, and they just stare at each other. <laughs> yeah. Man, staring contest. <laughs> like I was surprised how well that joke worked for me, and then they just stare at each other for a really long time, yeah. and and nobody wrote the other book. And then, yeah. like, she's the Miss Hannigan or whatever. The, the therapist version of Jane is like, this isn't very good. He's like, I, I didn't have time to do it. Like, 
Uh, Ryan? I don't know if it was... Because we saw the eye at the end of the last episode. Yeah. And maybe it was just because we had gone through so much in that episode, it didn't really hit me. But then in this episode, that eye in the sky, like, it looks very good. Like, I can't believe how fucking frightening that is. Yeah. Like, just to live your normal-ass life with a normal-ass sky and then have that (laughs) eye open up. And it's looking all around. And if it looks at you, you die. Uh, My moment of the week was... uh, at the end of the rat sermon or the mouse, the cockroach's sermon, he's talking to a rat. Yeah. And the rat says something that we don't hear. He's like, we don't need humans for cheese. I can make it. <laughs> yeah. All right. We get an extra 30 seconds about the cockroach trying to figure out how to make cheese. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Doom Patrol. Uh, Doom Patrol's also, good. The horse head wants to fuck Niles Calder. Yeah. yeah. And he's into it too. Uh, well, you don't bop like the horse did in the last episode and, and not, not want to fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Doom Patrol is on Fridays on DC Universe. That is all the shows for this week, you guys. We made it through. Uh, Next week, we've got Lex's past, Bane's future, Cheryl and Betty raid the farm, and their main event, the premiere of the next season of Happy. Yay! You guys excited for Happy? Actually, I am, but like that show had some pretty good episodes. I, th- I think it had some that were weak, but it had a few that were really good. Well, yeah, we're losing we're losing <laughs> some enough? of the shows. <laughs> we're losing we're some d- of the shows that we don't watch, but we're getting one that I do like to watch. So you're saying goodbye to three. I'm happy about that. Yeah. Well, that is it for this show. For Greg, I'm Taylor. For Taylor, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. For Mike, we are the world, baby. I compare you to a kid's from do you guys know how to harmonize? Do you know yeah. when now we come in? Now that your roses in bloom, light is the moon. Oh, that's yeah, what it is. You okay. definitely know how to harmonize. Yeah, oh, is that when we should come in? Do you remember, remember last week, Mike, when you said, oh, we're not allowed to listen to Kiss from a Rose anymore? Because you thought that was sung by R. Kelly. And then he's going <laughs> to sing it again? Is that why I decided to sing it again? Yeah, yeah a little bit, yeah. Seal's good, I think. Is he bad? I don't remember. No, Seal's still current. All good. Seals are bad. Yeah, fuck Seals. Like, with a dick. Put it in their whatever their orifices are. I think they have so they normal got the orifices. Well, I don't know. Are they a cloaca race? No, they're not ducks. They're mammals. Does cloaca mean you have that corkscrew wiener? Yeah. Well, also, snakes have them. So like, Those are also not mammals. What? I don't know. Listen, fucking platypi. He, he looks at seals and he's like, what are those fucking big fat water snakes? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I got to go. You <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> Fuck. Really right. stubby fat they're water snakes? Ocean puppies. <laughs> That's what they They are not ocean puppies. They're the pups of the sea. No, obviously the pups of the sea are pufferfish. <laughs>